Have you ever received a love letter or indeed written one? Now, when we read a love letter, what do we expect to find in it? What do we expect to read? Well, I expect um, or expected to see great things about beauty. Somebody talking about how beautiful their loved one was. But I looked up on, I googled uh, famous love letters. Uh, a bit worried about what might come up, but actually it was okay. And uh, I found some love letters. And um, these are the categories that I found. And I've just written um, uh, who, who wrote uh, things that correspond to those categories. And you can, you can look it up on Google yourself and get the full, the full uh, excerpt if you like. But I'm just going to read tiny bits here. So, unending love... I more than love you and cannot cease to love you. I belong to you. There's really no other way of expressing it. Oneness. My angel, my all, my very self. Dearest, if you're as fond of me as I am of you, nothing human could keep us apart. Nothing has the power to part me from you. The thing about a relationship is that it's exclusive in these love letters. It's, it's me and you and nobody else. Faithfulness to each other. Never misjudge the most faithful heart of your beloved. Ever thine, ever mine, ever ours. You're my only love. But the flip side of exclusivity or being faithful to each other is unfaithfulness and, and jealousy. The more I have known you, the more I have loved. In every way, even my jealousies have been agonies of love. In the hottest fit I ever had, I would have died for you. And more recently, there's a song, it's not a love letter, but um, by Bruno Mars called Grenade. I'm just going to read a little bit. I'd catch a grenade for you. I'd take a bullet right through my brain. I'd even die for you. But you won't do the same for me. And often in these love letters, there's a proof of love. Love is proved by action. So Byron says, If all that I have said and done have not sufficiently proved what my real feelings are and must be ever towards you, my love, I have no other proof to offer. So words protestations of love and action. And we've been talking today about the Bible as God's love letter to us and to everyone. So do those categories, are they reflected in the Bible? Is it true that the Bible is God's love letter to us? Well, I'm going to read out some uh, verses, unashamedly taken out of context, but I hope they reflect um, their, their true context. Most of these are God speaking to his people, whether Israel or the church or Jesus to his disciples. I have loved you with an everlasting love. Never will I leave you. 
Never will I forsake you. I'm with you always to the very end of the age. You will be my treasured possession, that belonging. And oneness, I am in my Father, this is Jesus speaking to his disciples, I am in my Father and you are in me and I am in you. I don't think you can get more one than that, can you? I am in you, you are in me. And Paul writes, I am convinced that neither death nor life Neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Do not worship any other God, for the Lord whose name is Jealous is a jealous God. And you know, in that whole exclusivity and faithfulness thing, I said, mentioned as unfaithfulness. This is God talking to Jeremiah about Israel. Have you seen what faithless Israel has done? She's gone up on every high hill and under every spreading tree and has committed adultery there. I thought that after she'd done all this, she would return to me, but she did not. And her unfaithful sister, Judah, saw it. And this relationship ends in divorce. God knows the pain of broken relationship and divorce. It says, I gave faithless Israel her certificate of divorce and sent her away because of all her adulteries. But very soon after that, he says, Return, faithless Israel, declares the Lord. I will frown on you no longer, for I am faithful. And I will not be angry forever, only acknowledge your guilt. Return, faithless people, for I am your husband. So in the midst of that broken relationship, that divorce, then God turns back and says, But I am your husband. Please come back. And do God's actions prove his love? Christ Jesus, being in very nature God, didn't consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing. And humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. Now when I read through that, and I've taken verses that spread the whole broad sweep of the Bible, I didn't want to just look at one verse, but throughout the Bible we see that truly this is a love letter. God says things that are just beyond our imagination.
But so often, I don't know about you, but, you know, I look at the Bible and sometimes I think, right, well, that's the history, those are the rules, those are the letters, that's a bit of biography, the Gospels here. There's some songs, we haven't got the music for them anymore, but we've got the lyrics, we've got some wisdom writing there. And actually, sometimes we can forget that this is God's word to his people. And I'm overwhelmed by, as you read through it and you see not just what God says, but what he does, that actually it is a love, a love letter. It's a love story as well. With, but he doesn't cut out the difficult bits. It's quite a roller coaster. And often, as Steve Wyatt was saying earlier on, you know, people, God's people turn their back on God and turn their back again and again and again and again and again God comes back and offers his love to them. It's a love letter from start to finish and it shows us how great is God's love to us. And so we had a passage from John 15 Because that's not the end of the story. It's not just, it's not just a love letter to us. I'm just going to pick out a little bit from John 15. As the Father has loved me, so I've loved you. Now remain in my love. Remain in it. We have a choice. Remain in that love. that's not the end because Jesus goes on talking to his disciples and he says this is my command love each other love each other you know God's love was so great it was a love he was prepared to die for Now, I don't know about you, but sometimes I've come across Christian songs where it talks about us being in love with God. I I don't actually like that personally, but it's quite important, you know, because when I I was, you know, planning and, and, and researching for this, I suddenly thought, actually, you know what? I think that God is in love with us. And I look at myself and I think, well, I don't know why. But he is. He's in love with us and we see it time and time again here. And when we see what's happened in history and we see what Jesus does, we see that his actions prove his words. So, that's not quite the end of the picture because I think there's another bit to add to that. A bit for us to do. You know, he, Jesus says, love each other. He says, love each other. As the Father's loved him, he loves us. We are to love each other. And just as this is God's love letter to us, I think that our lives can be a love letter to the people we meet. A love letter which shows not just our love for them, but a love that springs from the eternal God, a loving God. And we can point people to Jesus. Thank you.